Track 10. You cautiously watch as Amber and Terry tend to Carl's wounds. Even after they manage to get the bleeding under control, Carl still seems to be looking a little worse for wear. Is he gonna be okay, you think? I'm not sure. He's got a pretty intense fever. Are you sure it was just a cut? His arm looks pretty infected. I don't know. It all happened so fast. Why don't you grab some blankets? He should rest. Maybe that'll help. Amber slowly gets up and heads back to the front of the store. Terry stands and walks closer to you, his voice low and urgent. I don't like the looks of this. He's way too sick to have just gotten a minor injury less than an hour ago. You agree, knowing that deep down this situation just doesn't feel right. Keep the gun ready. Just in case. Amber returns with a few blankets that she wraps around Carl, lowering him down to lay on the floor. Carl shivers as he pulls the blankets around him, his skin turning a sickly pale as he goes slick with sweat. Within minutes, his breathing becomes short and labored. Amber panics as she tries to get him to open his eyes, but he begins to convulse. What's happening to him? Terry kneels down next to her and takes hold of Carl to keep him from thrashing. Suddenly, his breath stops, and he falls completely still. Terry puts two fingers to Carl's throat to check for a pulse, and then shakes his head. Amber bursts into tears as she falls onto Carl's body. Terry tries to console her, but can't seem to find any words for it. Suddenly, Carl sits straight up, his eyes popping open. Amber and Terry back away, startled at first, but Amber slowly moves towards Carl with excitement. Oh, thank God, I thought you were... Before she can finish, Carl lunges at her, his teeth bared as he lands on top of her. Amber screams as she tries to push her zombified boyfriend off her. Without thinking, you grab the shotgun and take aim at Carl's head, pulling the trigger and sending his body flying off Amber. The room goes quiet as the three of you stare at the now truly dead body. What was that? He turned into one of those things. But how? You can't help but roll your eyes at the naivety, explaining that obviously Carl was bitten. Jeez, you'd think people would have learned something from television by now. Amber just shakes her head and rocks on the floor as Terry sighs heavily. There's really not much to say after you've watched someone's boyfriend turn into a brain-eating monster and then had to shoot its head off. Sorry, just doesn't seem to cut it. After some time, the three of you head back out to the main area of the store, gathering supplies and working out your next move. Uh, well... At least we've got plenty of supplies. That should keep the three of us for quite some time. We can worry about an escape plan later. Just then, you notice a large bus driving across the parking lot. The side of it has red paint spelling out the word HELP. A horde of zombies shambles behind the bus, slowly moving towards the store, but at a painfully slow rate. The bus pulls up in front of the store, and an older man jumps out and runs to the front door. Please, you've got to help us. We've been driving for so long. We need somewhere safe to stay. How many of you are there? The man looks back at his bus, as though mentally counting the number of people inside, and then turns back to you. About twenty, I think. Look, can you help or not? Those things are slow, but they're coming. If you're on board with letting a busload of survivors into the store to share what little supplies you have available because it's the decent thing to do, then go to track 11. If you believe that the end of the world means every man for himself and want to tell this guy to take his problems somewhere else so you can keep your precious supplies all to yourself, then go to track 12.